Meow mix, meow mix. Meow mix, meow mix. Okay. Where did you get that from? I feel like my sister, and then she got it from somewhere. Okay. Sister of Melanie. Hello. Mm. What up? Who? Let's, I'm sending her some love. I might have to get me a flight there soon. Because she's got people trying to fuck with her, and I do not. I do not stand for that shit. Aries, we won't really pipe up for much like when it comes to us. Child, please. I mean, I'm saying, like, I've noticed that we might be like, you know, this battle ain't really worth fighting. But you even mm-hmm. think about trying. It's hard. Out. Like, a week, it is, family is a weak nest. I mean, my sister didn't even have to fight all the way through high school because I handled it. Uh, right. High school or middle school. Right. And then she would complain and be like, no, Lenny, everybody thinks you're such a bitch. Okay, and I'm like, and so what? You're right. getting to walk through here skip through here all lily white free i don't get it <laughs> shut your mouth appreciate the protections that i provide that I, for you. i know <laughs> you're ungrateful alpha <laughs> you got to okay. operate through this world with no yeah. fear because i was beating bitches asses and in dragging the folks you know all right now thank you <gasps> now say you now say thank you <laughs> say what you, you. you should have said right <laughs> Welcome back to the Dancing Podcast, where we talk about the jealous, oh gosh, the jeweled, mm-hmm. the oh wait, the jerky. I like that one. Um, the jolted, joyous, jovial, and joyful life of a dance artist. My name is Jay Bowie, and I'm the Juicy Melanie Green. Ah, this is the Dance <laughs> Union, Union Podcast. Podcast. I tried to pop a J word that was like that I could see easily that yeah. you hadn't taken because uh, I was gonna just do jovial. I mean, I I knew jo- I was going in with Jovi. Yeah, I know. I was like, that's you have to choose that yeah, one. True. And joyful, gotta go in. Noise, um, we adore thee. We are not visited this week by guests, so it's, uh, it's a duet. Yeah. It's a duet. Um, we're gonna go into some things, but first, I need to um, get you hip on this game. Um, are you ready for this? Um, the lyrics. Yeah, go ahead. The song. Okay. Sure. It seems today that all we see is violence and movies and sex on TV. Full House, thank you. So wrong. Okay, I know. Um, <laughs> Family Matters, sorry. Still wrong. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, okay, we keep going. But what are those good old family values? The ones, the ones we used to rely. Two, two, seven. No. I don't know. It's Family Guy. It seems today that all we see is violence and movies and sex on TV. But mm. what are those good old-fashioned values? But the they used to rely. Lucky there's a Family Guy. I stopped watching that. All right, cool. That's right. You, you're right. You're right. Laugh and cry. It's our Family Guy. You know, when they, when they X'd Brian, I was like, I'm done. I'm not watching this oh, yeah, anymore. Yeah, no, that was that was a lot. <laughs> it was hard. I was like, I don't watch this to feel this way. So yeah, no, he's good back day. Now. He's back now. I heard that, but I it's just right. Yeah. But but after you let me go like that, yeah. I was like, yeah, the energy to come back is People not. Gotta, the TV shows should never do some shit like that. 
They'll yeah. just kill off a character and then be like, psych, like, already trust issues. Don't trust you anymore. I'll tell you what, another show that does that, but I've sort of stuck with it, like, 11 seasons stuck with it, is I'm watching um, Shameless, the UK version on... Uh, Prime on um yeah, yeah whatever they do, they do that and they will just pick the most random things to get rid of folks. They'll yes. be like, oh, Mickey just found a random baby and the mama died, so he's gonna go off and raise it, and he's gone. Yeah. Yes. And you're just like, hmm. I'm like, there's so many people who've gone off that show yeah. that I really miss, and yeah. I'm only watching because I'm hoping that some of them pop back up. But I've already sort of like Googled it, mm-hmm. and I know who's coming back and who's not, and. So. Yeah, winners. Winners like binge watching season for me. I will go on Wikipedia and be like, "So when is this actor coming back? Are they even going to make a guest appearance? Okay, they like, make a guest appearance. Okay, so I can see. Yeah, <laughs> and actually, what I did is like I went back to actually season. I mean, like I said, season eleven. I went back to season one because I liked. Well, I love James McAvoy, and I liked the James fiance- McAvoy is in it. Yes, mm. girl. This is why I'm I started watching it. it. This is only reason why I started watching it is because I love James McAvoy, James and I hadn't is. seen Glass yet. That so bitch. anyway, yeah, and so and the Fiona character. So I went back to watching season one just because I wanted to see them. Fiona, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the, I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look at it because I actually stopped watching the American version of Shameless. I I tend to feel like the American versions are never as good as the UK versions. Have you watched The Office? Um, I don't. I'm not an Office fan. Sorry, I tried to watch it. Did you watch it from the start? Or did you just like randomly pick up? Random I tried episode? to start it from the beginning, the okay. American version, and then I tried to watch the UK version, which I really couldn't get into. No, I couldn't do the UK. But I'm also thinking about that that TV show um, about the ghost, werewolf, and vampire who live in a house together. Vampire it's called No, it's called Being Human, and there's a UK version and an American version, and the UK was so good. Mm. And the American version, they were like, one, I was watching one for one, oh, two for okay. two, and then they started to like diverge, yeah. and the Americans just went in this more like cookie-cutter, Disney mm. sort of ending oh, type uh, of thing. But also you, I just, I'm, I gotta stop being surprised by things like that. I, as I've learned to know you, that the UK humor seems to be something that um, I can see that you like more than some of the American humor. I can just see it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's like you have a sophistication about yourself. Thank you so much. And it's kind of, it can be dark at times. And that's what the UK brings in. Yeah. Dark without like... Dark sophistication. Yeah, because mm. it's like it's dark... It's a with, fragrance. Yeah, it's dark without like making the camera angle dark and making the uh, the sound dark. Like, just say the joke and let it be dark. I mean, I'm telling you, like, and they just go for it. Like, yeah, there's do. just, not to go into too much details, but like, there'll be scenes where people who are not supposed to be hooking up, they'll just look at each other like, don't do it. And next thing, they're like, you know, fornicating behind the pub where everybody, I'm like, okay, this makes no sense because no one would do this in real life. Like, oh. With, but see, this is what it does. It, it causes me to have a very vivid, like, imagination. Like, I was at this uh, social function, and then I saw these two people who, like, don't really have a relationship. I saw them both leave together, and I had this whole concoction in my head of what oh, could be yeah. happening. Oh, yeah. And see, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm like, Melon, this is not senseless you right now. You're right. But I was very wrong. You're, you got a little, you're, our Aries is a little closer to Pisces, so you might be picking up on some things. I'm going to tell you one thing. I, but it, it, this was bad. Mm, I don't know. I have to be very careful because then I, you know, it just trickles into situations in bad ways. Mm. Do we have a um, history lesson? We do. And I also have a transition step. I'm it, ready. It looks like this. So whatever this is called, I'm going to show you. Wow. For the listeners. Oh, and not Viv. Okay. We got Aunt Viv across the Yay! into the next segment, which is our history for the future. Future, future. future. Also, I may have um, done this person already before, but, you know. There's more to learn. Uh, yeah, and also I just, you know, 
full with a disclosure. I I have not had time to find someone else. So this person came to my mind when I woke up this morning. Yeah. So I am. Have I talked about Earl Snake Hips Tucker? I have. I feel like you haven't. But also, I'm here every episode. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna talk about him again, or maybe right. not for the first time. So Earl Snake Hips Tucker was born in 1906 in Baltimore, Maryland, and died in New York City. He's an American dancer and an entertainer, also known as a human boa constrictor. He acquired the nickname Snake Hips via dance he popularized in Harlem in the 1920s called Snake Hips. And if you, oh, it's a, also he frequented a lot of Harlem music clubs and the Savoy Ballroom. Savoy? Savoy? S-A-V-O-Y? Yeah. Savoy. So if you Google him, I'm going to Google him so you can see. It's Please. fucking amazing. Yeah. So the way his body can just, oh my gosh, are you going to look it up? Yeah, Earl. Snake Hips. I like a friend named Earl. I have mm-hmm. a question also. Taylor. I mean, Tucker. Also, um, yeah, wait, here. Wait, hold on. There's one that has like a new hip hop. No, not that one. Pause. Pause. Wait, wait. I'm sorry, listeners. I did not want this to make sense. So I want you to watch the one where they have like this this awesome hip hop beat in the background. So I don't know. It's not that one. So go back to the samples of um, options you could choose from. I don't know. Go, go to, you can go back to the, the boring song. Sorry, no offense, Earl. But there's, it's like to, um, What's his name? The guy who used to, I feel like it's a song done by the guy who used to do uh, Cribs. Exhibit? No. Yeah, yeah, him. No, he did, he did uh, Pit My Right. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's read your mind. Yes. Go ahead, right there, right there, remix. Right here? Yeah. Okay. Nah, bro, this ain't it. That's close enough. You gotta look at him, look at him. I hope the viewers are enjoying this um, lack of visual experience. His hips are nice. Y'all better go ahead and Google this man. Dances out here. I just... this His way of using his feet... It's like he has no bones. It is definitely like that. Right there. That's what I'm talking about right there. Uh, what is that right there? Ooh. Uh, 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 that's, uh. that's a great use of the core. Come on now. James Brown learned a few things. That's also what I'm going to say. Look at that. Looks like water. Y'all better go out there and learn something about James or Oh, not James Earl. Um, Earl (laughs) (laughs) Earl Snake Hips Tucker. No, no, it's really lit. I want y'all to go out there and learn some things. I'm going to stop here. Um, Yeah, I think I might put this in the link wherever you're listening. Or in the description box. Put this link in the description box wherever you're listening. I'll find the one with the beat that I like. Okay, okay, okay. Yes, please do. Um, yeah, no, that's really important. I want to I, I wanna see... I love seeing... Okay, specifically, I love seeing black artists um, have movement practices that are just not modern in ballet. Yeah, this so, is why I had to give you a transition step that did not... I, yeah. did, I didn't have a word for it, yeah. but, you know... It's a, it's a good on Viv. Because that's the thing, though. It's like our whole... Our, our vocabulary is so centered around mm-hmm. that that when we... We're trying to, like, find things in our brain. Our brain has already been sort of conditioned to that yeah. shite. You know what's also... Let me just tell you one thing that I feel very sad about. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like the black youth... Yeah. ...have lost or are continuously losing through generation upon generation the use of their hips and their pelvis. Mm, I would. I disagree. 
Okay, let me show you some of my students. Well, I can show you some people on Instagram that these kids, I'm like, I don't. Are they don't. anomalies or are they, because I'm teaching like hundreds of kids a year. I feel like these kids aren't anomalies. I just think, it's been, oh my gosh, some of these kids, you're like, come on, I want to get in your class. How do I get in your class, kid? Let me, let me okay, if I, I'm, I do the, the hundreds of kids that I'm seeing. A year. Yeah, no. They are struggling. To I think it could be cultural too, because like you see these videos of these That's what kids, I'm like, but I want to say these kids are American, North American, versus Southern and South American. United States of American. The United States of Americans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and they're fr- they're. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's all that's I got. I'm just so inspired. Yeah. I just want, and also polyrhythm is becoming very difficult for many students of color, which I think that is expressed in the music. Like our music isn't as complex. Like the, the black trap music is what I'm trying to say. It's it's cyclical and it's and it's repetitive. So they can hit that one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. When I throw on some Shaka Khan or some Earth, Wind & Fire or some something like from, from back in the day, the funk, they are like, I can't count this. Also, let's talk about, I, I had a lesson with my students about polyrhythms and different time signatures. Did you know that Hey Ya is in an 11-4 time signature? Good. That's cool. It goes 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, 11 two, times. Three, four, 1, 2, 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, 2, 3, 4. It's so good. And when you count it, it's 22, but you always reduce fractions down to us. I think this, we should do a huge study across states. So whoever wants to fund this study across states, because I will say one thing we did do in North Carolina was um, as part of your, in my master's, you had to be able to read music and you also had oh, to yeah. be able to create things in different measures and, mm-hmm. and time signatures. So we had to sort of like in, like fall in love with different measures. So it wasn't always a 4-8, a 4-4, four, eight, eight, four, whatever. 4-4, four, four. yes. Whatever. See, that's how much I... So you're saying that you didn't essentially do well in this course? I did great in it because I had to <laughs> to get a grade. Yeah. And so I, so I do appreciate the variety. The variety. But here's the thing. I also question, like, and what these kids are losing is what are they gaining? Like, what are they... What kind of new conversations are they actually putting, bringing into the pot? Oh, yeah. that's. I'm, I don't know. But just some, like, hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I also know that, like, our, my generation, when we were younger, we lost a lot of things. Like, our, our parents looked at us like, why are y'all moving like that? Do y'all not know how But to we move? brought a hell of a lot, let me tell you what. Because yeah. some of the stuff they were doing, I was like, I don't know what y'all are doing. I mean, like, the kids that I'm teaching now, when they come into dance class, the moment I use my arms in any way, they begin to milli rock. And I'm like, do y'all only know how to move your arms to dance now? Because that's what it seems like. It's like their, their dances are now arm-central. And I remember coming up and seeing dances be pelvis-centered. Like, like even the Dougie, like, in a way, Lockhead, actually, that's more the shoulder girdle. But even still, it's more closer to the midline of the body versus, like, mm. throwing limbs around. Because mm. my students are just, like, slicing their arms through That's the what's air. hot to them right now. And, and this other thing, this shit. That oh, the, uh, the floss. That's a pelvis. Actually, I lie. Okay, there's a go- there goes a great use of the pelvis. Look at me. I'll just bring so it up. Okay, let me not stop um, attacking our younger generation so much. I just want to say that I, when I throw, I threw in some choreography that required like a little figure eight hip situation. And it was, I understood that they might not have understood that. Figure eights are difficult with the hips. But I was more surprised that they didn't understand that you can isolate movement in your hip. They were bringing full body half. How old are these children? High school. 
Like, that's most okay. of them are seniors. I mean, I feel, well, seniors, that's a little late. But I feel like... <laughs> but have, also have been dancing since they were like four and five. Okay, well, this is a problem with the system. Okay, so we got a lot of topics to talk about. Yeah, but we're not, I, it's not what this episode is about. It's not what this episode is about. We should definitely talk about that later mm-hmm. at another a later date. I think we maybe should bring in some, some children, ask them what's hot in the streets, like what they're looking forward to in dance, how they're dancing. But yeah, that's another conversation. Because even... Not, anyway, I'll, we'll, we won't go there. Okay, so today... We're going to chit-chat about the um, New York City budget. Right? I think you should because okay. it's not a topic that sometimes is very exciting to people. Yeah, it is. It was, you know. um, and, but we're, hopefully we'll get to a point where you will be excited and engaged about it because it affects you, us all. Um, so in January, um, Mayor de Blasio announced that there were that he was anticipating a huge um, budget cut and that we should all brace ourselves basically for the impact um, of this budget cut. And um, I know, right? For 2020. Um, because, all right, so I have a couple of nits. I know, right? So he's looking to save $750 million by cutting things, including um, there will have to be cuts in education funding. God. Financial assistance, health services, what? Uh, social services that um, are for you know youth and foster programs, higher education. Obviously, this will affect health care. This includes no funding for the MTA, and also okay, he is no funding for the MTA. Not no funding for the MTA, but the MTA is a privatized situation, so they their their money is coming. Their 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 money sources are a little bit more complex than these services that I'm mentioning. Yeah, I, I feel like they're also interconnected they that, like, yeah. anyway, MTA is a whole other episode, too. It is, it is. Also, he's sort of recommending a partial hiring freeze. Oh, um, and so the reason why he is suggesting that this cut of a, of $750 million needs to take place is because the city and state have received less personal income tax revenue, like less than $1 billion. And a lot of people have various sort of reasons as to why we're receiving less, well, that the, you know, government is receiving less revenue. I think one of the biggest issues are these tax cuts that, um... The rich got. Yeah. Okay. And so that's less money coming in. Also, if you think about it, like, and a lot of people have been talking about this, but, like, for instance, Amazon paid zero taxes mm-hmm. on $11.2 billion sure in profits. Mm-hmm. So it's like, again, we have people in office uh. who are supporting companies like Amazon not having to pay taxes on that much money. Yeah. And just think about, like, if you put that money into a public space, like, sector, like, how that can be funded and, and help fund other things. Okay, so you have this huge um, sort of foreshadow of a, of a budget cut, right? So why is this important to artists? It's because one of the largest um, funding organizations is uh, DCLA, which is the Department for Cultural, which is the Department of mm-hmm. Cultural Affairs, and it's one. It's like the largest funder for culture and arts in New York City, mm-hmm. and um, they're they're um, proposing DCLA something like a six point two million dollar cut. And what this affects is if a lot of you artists look at the organizations mm-hmm. that subsidize rental spaces, mm-hmm. ones that offer residencies or artist support or any of that even like employment they will have on there one of their funders is dc motherfucking la one of the big ones right so think about this if if dcla is cutting funding who's going to see these cuts 
basically organizations, nonprofit and otherwise, that are helping to support artists. Yeah. So you you may start seeing less um, uh, financial resources for artists, less residency programs, less, 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 and it puts a lot of the energy and strain back on the organizations to find that mm -hmm. money elsewhere, which could lead to um, getting rid of some jobs and things like that. And we all know, we see it twice a year, every year. You have a lot of these organizations asking mo for money on that. Yeah. Was it Give Tuesday at the end of the year? Mm -hmm. And then also in June, yeah. because the fiscal year usually ends in June. Yes. The calendar year, obviously, is December. Yes. So just, uh, for many people, I'm just, I just learned this. I'm just going to uh -huh. help a lot of people who may not know this. The fiscal year runs very similar to like a school year. Yeah. So like the end of the fiscal year is June and it starts like up July. Yeah. So um, there are several organizations that are out there trying to uh, fight and help advocate mm -hmm. for um, basically, you know, to maintain at least the baseline of where the funding is currently, mm -hmm. which already is still a deficit because our expenses keep going up yes. and then the allocated funds keep staying the same. So just imagine if our expenses keep going up and then the funding goes down. Yeah. See, like NYC culture, right there. Yeah. Um, so what I've done while Melanie was, was speaking, I just went to, I, I'm going, I'm choosing Gibney because Gibney has, from their expansion, have, mm -hmm. uh -huh, has gone and created, uh, or has, has some of the most amount of spaces for rehearsal and for um, for sub for actually subsidized rehearsals more specifically. Yes. So a lot of us who are again freelance dancers and working with other artists, like I have even seen major companies go through Gibney for rehearsal space. Mm -hmm. So Gibney has be specifically in New York has become one of those spaces where you can find rehearsal spaces that are affordable. And I think that's one of the greatest things that has helped the dance world is create certain um, affordable spaces, all institutions that are creating affordable spaces for rehearsal or subsidized spaces for rehearsal. But I'm pulling it up so that you can go to their website and you can go to the support page and scroll down. You can see the institutions of which provide support. And just as Melanie said, you said the New York Cultural Affairs. Cultural Affairs mm -hmm. is there. Their logo is there amongst many other logos. And if you, if as the as the conversation continues, you'll see that many of these organizations themselves are probably going to have their fundings uh, affected as well. Right. So it's not just this one organization that we're speaking of. Absolutely. Because the thing is, this big organ, like the Cultural Affairs, they fund a lot of different organizations. You know, and, and it's not, so you're right, it's not just... Um, I don't know what I was going to say. It, it is like uh, arts institutions, but yeah. it's also other um, sectors that provide culture for New Yorkers yeah. and um, things like that. So um, we're, we're facing that right now, and it's yeah. real. And like I said, you may not think that it's, it'll affect you now, but it's mm -hmm. like next year when, you know, especially when, oh, my gosh. And I went to the uh, cultural affairs hearing today at mm -hmm. City Hall. Can you talk a lot about that, please? Um, yes, <laughs> I can talk a little bit about it. It was my first time going to a hearing, and it was pretty, I like. I kind of nerded out when I came out of it. I was mm -hmm. like, this was actually really interesting and informative, because what I appreciated was there were several council people that came on behalf of their constituents. Mm -hmm. So Lori Cumbo was there, and she spoke on behalf of, I think it's District 35 in Brooklyn, mm -hmm. basically like... What's, what's that, whatever that space is that um, 651 Arts and Mokata are going into, there's several of there. There's like, it's actually across the street from um, Mark Morris. That whole. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Michigan. That whole big monstrosity. No. Not that building? No, it's that brand new ass building that just, the one I, 
is, is it the one that the Whole Foods is in? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, like, there's a, there's supposed to be a whole floor yeah. for culture and arts. It has not opened yet. It was supposed to already open. I think the I timeline has shifted to 2022. Yeah, so they basically, they have to somehow release the rights mm. to the public, like, the the land rights. Mm-hmm. There's, like, a whole bunch of, like, I don't know, red tape that's going yeah. on there. But basically, these, these institutions are supposed to be able to move into that space and it's subsidized and things like that. They've not been able to do it. Wow. And I feel like maybe the date has been pushed to 2022. That's so far from now. Yeah, when it was always supposed to be done. Yeah. I don't know. So it's something like that. But anyway, what I found interesting was just that these different council people came through. And basically, there was a gentleman from Staten Island, Mm -hmm. you know, and they came to say, like, look, this is what's important to my constituents. And they want to know these things. So they came with questions to the um, commissioner, Tom Finkelberg. Is that his name? Finkel Pearl, Mm -hmm. who uh, works for um, DCLA. So, yeah, so that that's what happened. So there was, like, um, a testimony, and there were questions, there were comments, and then citizens were able to give testimony as to why it's important for us to have funding in the arts, and or arts and culture, and why an actual increase is needed, not a decrease. Oh, yeah. And also why it's necessary for the commissioner to advocate on behalf of the people to his boss, the mayor. Yeah about why we need this money and not just, I don't want to say bend over and take it because that's to assume that that's a bad thing. Right. So I'm looking, let's, help me find another way of saying that. Um, bear and grin it. Yes. Grin and bear, sorry. Grin, 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 bear grin, and grin it. Grin, <laughs> grin and bear it. Grin it. So yeah, so, you know, because he seems pretty much like, well, that's what it is, it's a cut, so we can we can make it happen. And then... Um, I just want to run for president, so I can fix this shit. You know, I mean, not and look, I'm the I'm a kind of person. I'm very much like if you've seen those um, ten famous quotes that Black women have said throughout history, and the if you see it on social media, like the the heading is um, or the subtext is "Fine, I'll do it." That's me. Uh. I don't really want to be president. I don't want like I'm not. I'm not a person who like loves to just jump at the opportunity to lead and things like that. I'm, mm-hmm. I would much rather be in a room by myself, like with the world being wonderful and great, but left alone. Yeah. Um, and oftentimes I only like get my lazy ass up <laughs> to fix the shit when I don't see anyone else doing it. Because like, how do you go this long? Specifically in New York City, I think of all places, the coastal liberal cities are the ones that should be taxing the rich at a rate that makes goddamn sense. Yeah, I mean, there's like here's that's the thing, though, right? Like, I feel, and I'm confused, and maybe it's all the red tape you have to get through, but a lot of the, the decisions and the policies and the process, process of politics is very confusing and convoluted. And yeah. you would think that smart people are in positions that oh. they are to make things happen, oh, and some Michelle of them Obama are. Right. Michelle Obama said not. No, not really. <laughs> yeah, and so it's it's com- like, and I'll say this too. Uh, Jimmy Van Bramer was uh, sort of directed the hearing. He is the the chair of the committee, I think, for culture. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm sorry if I'm saying it wrong, but he held it down. He asked some tough questions. Good. He um, really strongly advocated for culture and arts. Um, he, just just the things that he said made so much sense. As far as like, we we have to understand the importance of this and continue to advocate it for advocate for it. Just like Laura Combo was like. Um, 
art and culture are, is the reason why a lot of people come to New York City. So New York City, City specific? Okay, sorry. I just, exactly, ooh, right? Ooh. So why would you then want to cut and keep squeezing the, the one of the main industries that make this city appealing? Even down to people come here for that. So then hotel rooms are bought. Yeah. Food is eaten. Broadway. Minimum. Like, I don't even want to go, we don't have to go much further than Broadway, but just the idea of Broadway existing here is, brings in, it stimulates so many different economies. Right. And so, again, why are you trying to, it's like you cutting off your nose to spite your face. I don't, I don't under, and then I don't understand then why do we have to keep advocating for why we need support and be able to live like humans. And again, everything is, is sort of connected to everything else. Yeah. So there, you know, there are several things that we can do as artists to be aware of these situations and circumstances and also continue to advocate for our communities. And it is to go to the hearings. Yes. And um, be very, very visible and vigilant. And also just be aware that ask around because sometimes the information is hard to find. I will also ask, and this is not a. Oh, I hate when I, when when people do this when they want to say something and they put a qualifier before, so I won't do that. Okay. Um, I would also ask that people who are very aware of these things to try to make it as public as as you can. If you have social media platforms and you have email, anything like, I did not know that there was a hearing today. Like that yeah. was that's part of the thing. Um, and you're telling me some of the people that I also know are there. And I'm, you know, I'm just not seeing anyone talk about it because we are all moving with so many other different things Absolutely. to be aware of. Absolutely. So just, I think just understand that the government is not going to make it, it's not going to do that job for us. They're not going to let us know how we no. can show up and show the fuck out. They're not no. going to do that. So if anybody who is in there has the knowledge, put post it somewhere and even ask other people to share it. Just like simply like, look, I may not have more than 300 followers right here, but I know some of my friends have like 2,000, 6,000, yeah. 27,000. I'm going to ask you very kindly to just post this up here so other people can know about this. Yeah, I feel like you're not, I feel like you're talking to me. Like you're not, you're, a little bit. Yeah, I, okay, great. Thanks. <laughs> I felt that. And I accept that challenge because yep. the thing is funny that I was actually going through my emails this morning and then, because I wasn't planning to go. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at my clock and it was nine o'clock and I was like, "Ah, bitch, you going?" Because yeah. it's so important that you yeah. need to be there and need to see this. Um, and also, there are some other hearings coming up that aren't culture specific, mm. but that are related to immigration rights. We should yes. go to those. We should go to the one about education. Yes. We need to go yes. to all of these because, again, our our lives as artists intersect all of these areas. Yes, if you think about it, as an artist, why why is it necessary for us to go to a hearing about housing? Hello. Hello. Most of our income goes to housing. Yes. Why? Yes. Let's start. Let's, let's, let's take a moment. Because I know that I need a breath when you just said that most of our income goes to housing. Yeah. Because I don't know. I don't know the, the, the pocketbooks of many of our listeners and mm-hmm. whatnots. But I feel like it may be safe to assume that we are in very similar shaped boats. Mm-hmm. Where I can look at my finances right now and tell you that more than 65%, more, 65% of my income goes to just keeping not over only a roof over my head, but keeping that bitch warm and keeping my stomach warm. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're right, and we, we really have to be really vigilant about that and and expand the identity that one has as an artist. I think that's what I want to say is like, identifying as an artist also means that these concerns of immigration, these concerns of housing, these concerns of education are ones in which 
we are connected to like a one-to-one connection, not like down the road if you think about two degrees separation. Nah, one degree. Yeah. Because I'd also have a lot of friends, like I am one of them. My income comes from teaching, comes from being a part of education school. So when you said they're cutting education funding, guess who's one of the first people that exactly. I'm going to hire back? And if they're going to do cuts to health care, who does that affect? Yeah. So, so we also we have to be clear. And again, we're not asking everyone to do everything all the time. Yeah. But it's it's like us understand your community, understand who's who's a part of it, where we intersect, and yeah. what we can be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is why I, you know, I do work with New Yorkers for Culture and Arts, and it's so important to me to do this work. And the more I'm sort of supporting the organization, I'm starting to see why it's important. And you know, email me if you want to know more about it. But they have a great platform for. Um, they do have membership. Yeah. They have artists and, and like a artist and individual membership, but then they have it also for organizations. Yeah. But the the purpose of it is to say, hey, here are your council people, particularly yeah. for your district. Here's who you need to be talking to, yeah. especially because a lot like you hopefully voted yeah. and voted this person into office, yeah. and they need to hear about what things are important to yes. you and why it's important because they up. they. Right, they're representing you. Yeah. So here's their name. Here's their contact information. Mm-hmm. We can help set up a meeting with this person so you can actually meet them face-to-face. Yeah. Council people need to meet artists. They yeah. need to know what we're doing and how we're living. And like these, like you say, these questions about like housing is very important to us. Yes. Gentrification is very important to us. Yes. It's like you artists go in and they, they revitalize a neighborhood yes. or they do different things and then they get pushed out yeah. and can't afford it. Yeah. Or like these... Stupid, ugly, big buildings that are being built everywhere, and then actually no one's living in them because rich real estate investors are just sitting on the property empty, yes. so that they can move. Like you know what I mean? To just real estate. I actually went Woo! to what was it? Two years ago, two thousand eighteen? No, two thousand seventeen. When we were my roommates and I were looking for an apartment, the broker that we had or whoever was helping us find the agent um, let us know really quickly and swiftly that Brooklyn. Um, try bought a lot of people bought a lot of property in Brooklyn and tried to renovate it real quick to try to flip. Yeah. But what happened was after the initial craze of like gentrifying Brooklyn kind of began to die down and people started to look at the Bronx and Uptown as like the next wave of gentrification. Um, a lot of people who own these buildings realize that they have like less than half of their units sold or uh, rented out. Yeah. So then they, what they started to do is, as I saw on Zillow looking for um, apartments, that every month I saw an apartment be listed and it'll be chopped down 50 bucks a month like as the months went on. Because they, they're realizing that you got to do – they'd rather have somebody in than, than just keep paying them taxes on that space. Some of them do and some of them don't. Some of them rather have them empty because mm. it keeps costs low. And what happens is the property gains value, and then they just resell it for triple times as much as they paid for it. How does that work, that you keep it empty? I'm, we could just talk about yeah. Because, yeah, because I know of an artist who knew a, um, a real estate person, and the real estate person bought this property, and they were going to let it sit empty for five years and resell it. Well, the artist went to them and said, hey, since you're going to do this, could I actually occupy this space and make it available to other artists? Yeah. And they're like, sure, cool, do it. Because I was gonna let it sit empty. Wow. Yeah. Insidious. Um, yeah. Where there's a housing crisis. Okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna say this because I feel like if I don't say it, my heart is gonna just be really upset. Um, there is no reason for people in the United States to be homeless in the at the level that poverty or not the, at the level of homelessness is at this point because there is enough 
unoccupied living spaces to house literally everybody in the planet, or not planet, um, in the United States, especially in these major cities with extra space to spare. Yeah, it's so, just um, so complicated, just, yeah. I think the uh, part of the complication is that a lot of, as I'm looking at politicians and I'm yeah. hearing them speak, a lot of what they're trying to do is trying to make these decisions about budgets and allocating funds to spaces with the caveat of keeping the rich happy. Of course. So if you are trying to make things, um, if you're trying to make policies and put them in place and like, I want to serve the public, but I got to make sure I keep Massa happy, like, then you're not, it's never going to happen. And also Massa going to put a little money in my pocket too. Right, exactly. And that's the other part. So it's selfish. I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, it's so complicated, right? Because on the macro level, yes, I agree. We should, they, like, there, there needs to be housing opportunity. And then also I live in affordable housing myself. And really grateful for the space and the opportunity and that it's available. And it's also, the space is available to a variety of communities. And interestingly, the folks that are housed that, you know, may have been formerly homeless or dealing with Mm -hmm. substance abuse, it's interesting. Their treatment of the space is very different than um, other artists. You know, it's like, I, you know, it's just a lot. It's a lot. Because on one hand, like, I'm, I'm glad that we have the space that we can have together and that, like, you're getting housing, I'm getting housing, and I want us to help take care of this housing together. So that means you have to sort of shift your thinking. You're not homeless anymore. So you can't keep bringing in, like, stuff off the street that's bringing in bugs. Yeah, just like, because I, a part of it, and because along with that is housing is one of the issues. The other issue now that you have to prov- provide adequate care that they need. So like they they all all mental all kinds of mental health and psychological support needs to be provided to them. As all and they get it, and they also have easy access to dealers. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, I think okay, yeah, that's that's definitely a complicated issue. But I, Ain't it? I, one of the things that. Yeah, so many things, and I'm 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 just gonna remind myself that I'm a dance artist, so I have to have opinions um, <laughs> on the matter that um, probably will run for president at 35. Look, if I end up being um, in an Alexandria Ocasio Cortez out this bitch one day, like don't please don't be too surprised because as I'm say, as I'm hearing these things, I feel like one day I'm gonna be like, well, I'm old enough to run for office, so let me just get out here and put my name on the ballot and just and go ahead and up. go ahead and put all your nudie photos and all that on Front Street, so people can just shut the hell up about it. I'm like, uh, I'm gay. I was on Grinder and Jacked. Um, I did nude photo shoots. I performed nude. Here they are. Now now that you're you grasped your pearls and things. And we got that out the we way. Got out the way. Let's talk about the issues. Right? Okay. Cause seriously. <laughs> you made me think of something. Oh, this is related, not related, unrelated, but all everything's connected. But even on my way into the city hall today, it was it was interesting because there was a rally on the steps of City Hall. And from what I could grasp, because I was trying to get somewhere else, it was a lot of people had no pimping and NYC signs. And then there was a counter group that was saying decriminalize sex work. I think both of those can be true at the same time. Exactly. Point. You know? And I thought, <laughs> whoa, interesting. I want to stay and hear more. And I, I want I yes, yes to both. Yes to both. And yeah, and but and again, it's like we we are all it's interesting. We're all we there's we all have these different intersections of where our lives are affected with um, New York City and how and um, it's really hard to be asked to sort of compartmentalize and it pick is. and choose. And I think some of the issue that I have even thinking about other spaces of um, not other spaces, other conversations of like let's address this issue. But I understand that this issue that I want to address kind of has a. Uh, overlay or overlapping connection whatever to this other issue I want to keep it focused here I'm like none of this should exist in a silo it doesn't so we can have a central focus we can have a call for this particular meeting in this conversation but to 
actively say that we're not going to address these issues when they're right there is going to be um, is going to be one of those in which you're doing a disservice of conversation. So to say, yes, we need to no pimping in New York City, and then completely not talk about. And I'm not saying they're doing this, but I'm imagining. Um, but to not talk about how sex work needs to be legalized and just regulated is one which like both of those things are supporting one another. If you decre- if you take away, if you all the things, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm getting to there, the thing is like, well, yeah, the moment you start to step into an issue, understand that there are like 80,000 layers and going deeper into it. And that's exactly what I'm realizing. The more I'm going to council meetings or public forums and things like that of how everything is interconnected. And yeah. one of the biggest organization or, um, organizing groups that I saw today was the libraries. And let me tell you what, they are rolling deep, deep. like super deep. <laughs> And they have shirts, and they they let you know who they are, and the and it's like they're they're that organized and still getting and still facing a lot of cuts and not yeah. being supported, and and it was amazing to hear from different library folks from different boroughs talk about the advantages of having a library, and even I had a library book in my bag at the time, yeah. and and like the services that it provides yeah. for the elderly yeah. and for kids, and, and people still use like don't 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 get it twisted, the library is. Popping Absolutely. One lady was saying like all of the um the the reading sessions that happen with little kids are standing room only now yeah. for a lot of adults. And it's like and they are still having to fight hard yeah. for for support. And even as I was leaving, I noticed that one of the um the libraries I used to go to near Gibney mm-hmm. is closed. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. Are they re- renovating or are they closed? I closed? don't know. Because I remember a few maybe a year or so ago, um I went there and they were mentioning shipping some books to other locations because they're planning for a renovation. So I'm hoping it's a renovation. I hope so too. And even like this, a lady who spoke in Brooklyn, from Brooklyn about a, um, a branch in Bed-Stuy mm-hmm. was talking about how it's a historical building that they're actually in mm-hmm. and they still have to sometimes close for heating. Either it's too hot in the summertime right. or it's too cold because the heat's not working. She's like, we have trash cans to collect excess water when it rains too much or when it snows. And it's like... Damn, they're having to deal with infrastructure issues yeah. while also trying to like, oh my gosh, one of them offers a coding program for moms, which I think is amazing. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't a mom? And they said, and they offer free childcare while the mom is taking the coding class. Of course. That is that is amazing. I was like, yes. We gotta protect. We really, as artists, we need to be some of the loudest people to protect public services because we. And by the by the virtue, not the virtue, but by the the current funding construct in America for funding the arts, we are at the mercy of a lot of public services. Yeah. So, I'm I'm not I I I feel like my tone is like trying to shade myself, but but <laughs> I, I'm also on a podcast, so I'm telling people to listen, so I can. It sounds like I'm gonna be shading you, but I'm really shading myself. Like, I need to know these things, like these these issues of like being in the esoteric life. Of like I'm a dance artist, and I'm thinking of these things, and I'm done, and I'm all flowery, and I'm like drinking my tea and um, eating my quinoa and shit. Like, you know what I mean? Trying to take care of my vessel. Like, there's now, with that also being true, there's a point in which, like, getting active is also in line with those values. Yes, and I feel like also being uh, realistic and generous with yourself and understanding, like, you can't do it all all the time. So I know, like, for me, I'm I'm really antsy because, like, I don't have a lot of freelance gigs coming in right now. But what I... I'm grateful for is that it's opened up a lot of space for me to read more articles about politics and things like that. So it's like now in my life, I have a moment to actually dive and understand some of this stuff. And then knowing that there might be a point in time where it's so performance heavy, I don't have the time. 
or the or the bandwidth. Right. No, of course, of course. And then in that case, I will like try to have a set of people that I can reach out to to be like, "What's happening? Can you give me some bullet points?" Because mm-hmm. I don't, or just tell me, if like I say, tell me where there's a hearing where I can show up for a couple hours and support. I think, and I think this is where um, the this podcast and our social media platform is is that space already. Not not that we need to create it. Not that we need to do anything more, but just use what we already have. And I think it just needs to be. I mean, I'm going to have to make it a concerted effort for myself to, when we get on here and we talk about things that are coming up and what, what we know, use both of those platforms to say, this is how you can get engaged, this is how you can get um, active in these ways, understanding that there is a lot of, uh, or there's certain a lot of, there is a lack of knowledge of these things based, uh, for so many reasons, just like, there's a plethora of reasons, but there is, and we can use that to help change that landscape. Because I definitely would love to see us show the fuck up and be like, look, oh, hell we're yeah. here. Yeah, we t- we tired from rehearsal or whatever. We just came running from this gig. And we need we need the cities to support us. And to, yes. So that we can continue to support the city. Boom. Because if you think about it, like, you, there's like a, they were saying like, you know, not enough revenue or not enough, like there's an economic downturn. It's like, okay, again, leaders, look at why that's happening. Yeah. If, if all of our, like, you know what I mean? Because someone's getting those dollars. Mm-hmm. It's like, and I know a lot of artists are like, I pay taxes, so oh, right. and I'm not saying that I want more taxes to come out so that we can have these fun this this programming and stuff. And I also want to know why places like Amazon are making billions and paying zero taxes. Sorry, 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 trillions. Trillions mm-hmm. and not paying, or why the um, governor approved a side deal for them to come here with all of our taxpaying dollars without consulting the people. You know what I mean? So it's, I don't know, it's just, it's really complex, and we... Can I, I just want to do one thing real quick, because I don't know if anybody has has done this. Um, I feel like when we say words like million, billion, trillion, I think, because they're already, like, rhyming and things like that, that we may not understand the gravity of what... I do, it's a whole fucking lot. Okay, so I'm going to just do it real quick. Please. So... New York Times, I was going to put this article in there as well. Just how long is a trillion seconds? This is an analogy to look at what, like, one trillion, let alone, like, how much did Amazon make? 11.4 trillion? Let me find my figures. No, I have 11.2 billion. They only, they made that much money? I'm sorry. I think... uh, untaxed. That's untaxed. So they pay taxes? Un- no, they, they made 11.2 billion dollars that was untaxed. So I don't know if they, I don't know. Okay, well, I know, I know they're making trillions. Or I'll just confirm <laughs> Anyways. Well, I got another trillion for you in a minute. I do my resources. Researches. But, um, so, for a thousand... Se- oh, wait. Where we go? Where we go? Where we go? Where we go? Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. So, 1,000 seconds is equal to 17 minutes. Um, it takes about 12 days for a million seconds to pass. It takes point, or 31.7 years for 1 billion seconds to pass. And therefore, it takes 31,709.8 years for one trillion seconds to pass. So if if somebody were to spend their trillion dollars by spending literally a dollar a second, they won't be able to do it in a lifetime. That's how much money we're talking about. And I'm glad you brought in the the trillion because there's this article that's out right now in Washington Post that talks about, uh, one, that Trump wants $8.6 billion more for his stupid-ass wall. Also, his $4.7 trillion budget plan raises the possibility for another shutdown in October. 
And a part of that trillion dollar budget, there's a huge cut in Medicare, of course. Medicaid, of course. among many other things. So I have a theory that just came out it's today. It's one of the scariest theories I ever thought of, but I'm just not going to share it on the air until I just do some more meditating and thinking about it. Okay, will you share it with me later? Yeah, of course. Um, this is why I have to go home and watch cartoons, y'all. Look, th- okay, this is. If you have been <laughs> on, if you have followed me and seen my <laughs> my posts on 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 the stories about the napping. And the resting and the healing and stuff like it's that. It's not like this. No, I ain't doing no work. Okay, no, there's there's that, but it is coming from a um uh, what's the what, it's coming from a, an actus of uh, a space of resistance because when we are tired, when we are over exhausting ourselves, when we are when we are running in the game of capitalism and we're trying to like keep up with the Joneses, whatever the the, the phrase is, yep. and we are also not taking care of our mental health, our emotional health, our spiritual health, practicing being in relationships in healthy ways, if we're not being healthy in these things, we are not able to to see the ways in which we can be active to make change. Amen. So that's where the na- so the napping and and all the other practices of being of practicing healthy living um, beyond food and, and into like our practices and things like that. practicing a healthy lifestyle is so that we can be instrumental and very, very active in the actual fight and resistance because we cannot resist and it's, and are, we have very vulnerable populations of people who are so oppressed by, by the system in many different ways that they can't even imagine seeing what it would look like to get out and protest. Mm-hmm. So if we have that privilege to be able to... Um, Go anyway. I'm not going to make examples of my own life, but I'm posting these things so that we can be instrumental. Like being healthy, being in a healthy lifestyle and practicing in healthy bodies allows for us to show up and, and fight the system in the way to make sure that it, that we can ensure perfect. Ooh, I said perfect just because someone worked on the hell. To ensure um, adequate living in a in a lifestyle. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, when what is a healthy quality of life for people? Mm-hmm. That's the quality mm-hmm. of life because. We just we can't do it if we just keep being downtrodden by all the things that's going on. So yeah, cart- when it says some, when Melanie says like, "Look, I'm gonna go home and watch cartoons." That's we need to revitalize from that conversation. It's a lot because otherwise it just seems extremely bleak, and yeah. I don't want people to think it's bleak, but it's also urgent, it's, and and we have to be aware of what's happening, and what's going on, because what happens is, and Lori Combo brought this up too at the hearing. Um, she's like, you know, you put this money and resources into a culture plan. Mm. Um, in which we did the work and research to tell you what we needed. Mm-hmm. And now you're saying, okay, we'll do that, but with this huge cut. It makes no sense. And, I mean, if you think there's a cultural plan, there's a people's cultural plan, which is a response to that, yeah. it's like I don't, yeah. I was just reaching out because, like, you were saying things. <laughs> just like, yeah, right? Like, yeah. so I don't just words here's the last i thing. have them i want to really i i when i get here into these hearings and things um i want to be very clear and let them know about some of the lies that that they have been told i think a lot of politicians also been told lies i'm not assuming that all politicians are just in the know about all things um but i've been studying a lot of economics since i was um younger and what i learned about like how taxes work and how it's specifically after the recession that we had during the first couple of years of Obama's era. Um, a lot of people were just like, oh, we're going to hit another um, 
depression era type situation. And part of what stimulating an economy, an, an economy looks like is one being it's just like two parts that is always very simple. Make sure that those who are making the most amount of money are taxed at a rate that helps support a lot of the infrastructure that we have. And two, creating um, creating jobs and creating um, uh, uh, minimum wage levels that are adequate for the working class because when you buy things, you stimulate the economy. So if the working class is not able to buy things, the economy, is, is that's one part of it collapsing already. So we're already not taxing the rich the, the way they need to be taxed. Yes. And then we're not creating an environment in which the working class feels comfortable spending their money. We're all saving so, it. Jay, the economy is falling. Basically, for the, I'm going to take your two things and I'm going to add to it because basically what you're saying is like, you're providing the perfect cocktail for some shit to go down and it's almost like they're expecting they want that shit to happen because here's the third thing that's also affecting it. You not, well, we have a, a person who's in ch- a chief or whatever who's in positions and he's attacking immigration. He's attacking uh, relationships with foreign countries, which means guess what else is going down here in the States? Tourism, mm-hmm. which is also another huge economic. Huge. So we are, there's no, re- like revenue is decreasing coming from tourism. Mm-hmm. Working class folks don't have money to even to put into the economy, yeah. you're not taxing the rich. Not actively. Okay. You're also not supporting any kind of systems or infrastructure infrastructure that would protect people against the shit that's happening with our environment. Yeah. Okay. And who's affected the most with vi- environmental destruction? Working class people. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's like they're, they're create like there's there's some people in power who are creating this really perfect cocktail for some shit to happen. For civil unrest. Divide and conquer. And yeah, so that's one part of what I was like. But yeah, um that that's the be so just I, I think it's really important for us to look at the ways in which America has gone around the world and and specifically created um, civil unrest in, in foreign countries and what they gain from the civil unrest. In those Absolutely. Oh, oh, speaking of and also and as part tactics. of. Yeah. And also part of uh, Trump's um, in his budget. Of mm-hmm. course, he wants to have money for that wall mm-hmm. and he wants more money for um, he wants to increase military spending. Of course. I mean, like, the, I think the military spending thing has been so true for so many different eras of presidents that we almost, like, it's almost like, um, we're almost deaf to it. If I, if well, the I, thing is, like, you're pulling people out of Syria and doing all this other stuff, and then what is, again, I'm curious, what, what is the duelers going to then? I mean, it's cause to, imper- to be imperialists. Yeah, okay. It's all imperialism. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, so I think artists, friends, family, and communities... So when you think, I know that this was very, like, New York-centric, but it's happening in all the states. And this is what, okay, so it's important that we talk, uh, not important to talk about New York. I think, yeah, yeah, it's important that we keep it New York-central because in arts and things like that, New York sets the tone in the in this country. Mm-hmm. Like, what happens in New York sets the tone, especially when other politicians say, oh, if New York is cutting funding to the arts, then we can go ahead and cut funding to the arts, too. Because we, we are, we are the, the cultural, um, what's the word? We we move the culture in many different in all forms mm-hmm. of art that happen in New York City. We've we've moved the culture, mm-hmm. and we are a hub. We We're are a hub. landing spot. We are a beacon, mm-hmm. a trendsetter. There's a variety of things that, that yeah. this and and you know, it's interesting because like uh, the commissioner kept bringing that up of, well, the funding is larger than any other city. It's like also well, New York is the largest city. Like what are you saying? Of it's, course, the funding should be bigger yeah. than say Charlotte, North Carolina, no, because. 
shut up. Like the only other place that you could that you even have really a I'm gonna say a right, but um that has parallels to New York City is San Francisco. And now if you look at San Francisco, it's it's really should be looking at as a warning sign because you brought in the this tech industry boom and gentrification spreads so fast and so wide. The widely. homeless community in San Francisco is yeah. And again, how is that being al- allowed to be? Because I think oh, there's so much. I don't even really have. We don't really have much time to get to all the things. But it's like, as in the world politics, the United States has gone unchecked for so long, and yeah. like, so even when we have things like the, when we see articles on Instagram, like oh, or Instagram and Facebook, and say like oh, the UN said that America owes reparations to Black people. Like you know how many times they said that? They've said that so many times. Can't nobody check America at this point. They can't. Only way you can really check America is is to get something bigger than America to check it. Because the UN is not bigger than America. Like mm-hmm. the UN was basically founded by a lot of other white led first quote unquote first world countries who were there to basically try to check other brown and um, brown and indigenous Yo, countries. Dude, people just need to stop being so fucking cocky and thinking that like because look how many uh, empires have fallen because of cocky shit. It's like just because you're on top right now, just because you are the 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 like leading cult whatever does not mean you're gonna stay that way with these harsh inhumane practices of of treating people and handling dollars and cents. That's one I, I looking at history I feel like I can say what I've seen was that that was some of the um what would I say the the calm before the storm was that that these things were happening like Greeks fall and Rome's fall and all these other like falls were because of not treating losing senses of humanity essentially losing the practice centering humanity at the politics at the at the religious levels like if you're not doing those things then empires fall which it's already a flawed model, you know. Sorry, okay, yeah, sorry, but so I guess we should like you know not should, but we can just say just there there is a rainbow and there's light, and if you feel like these things don't affect you or you don't feel like you should be bothered with them, we actually would love to hear why. And you can email us at the Dance Union Podcast at gmail dot com. We love to hear your thoughts on how you're interacting with some of these issues. How are you talking to people in your community about these issues? Um, I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you have a song of light and joy? Because I feel like, again, along with the we got our we got our step we're gonna go do, which I feel like is gonna. I'm gonna put it into the episode at this point so that it can just start playing for the listeners. So do you have a song of light and joy? Maybe say that you don't want me. Say that you don't need me. No, that one makes me <laughs> But he sings so well. He does, but there was there was. I might like put a, a there... Beyonce track in here. Everybody loves Beyonce. Yeah. That's a good Beyonce voice. You you're like uh you know all this music. I don't even Oh, have time. let me tell you one thing real quick. So there's a YouTube uh, personality named Ter- Terrell. I think his name is Terrell G Rice. He does all these like uh he his platform is one part of bringing dope singers who are on um, singing shows and are independent artists on this platform to play this song association game. And it's gotten to a point now where um, these independent artists are basically like crossing their fingers to hope to get that email from Terrell because it helps it catapults them in another level of like popularity, which means revenue for them as again independent artists. Um, and he had um, a guest on the show, and they did a Beyonce trivia game. I sat there and played along with them. So when they asked the question, I would pause the question, or no, 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 because it was buzzer thing. They'll ask the question, and I will like come up with the answer. Let me tell you, I won. I Look beat them you. on the show, and I won the very last like um, 
like uh, bonus the, question. Bon, the, not the well, the one that you like Jeopardy, the one that you wagered your points with. Oh, and mm-hmm. I, I, I slaughtered. I knew the answer before they even finished asking the question. And I'm gonna just say the question was, what was the, um, what was the item that Beyonce wore as a hat for her photo shoot for the album for? You know how fucking detailed that information is? And I was like, I know the answer. I just sat back. I just let them sit there deliberate for five minutes. Well, I was like, I got it. And none of them had it, and I won. And see, folks, this is a clear example of why we need community. Because we all don't need to know that answer. I don't have it, but now I know that Jay does. Mm-hmm. I know who to reach out to yes, whenever it comes up. Just come to me. You know? I know all the Beyonce facts. Also, just let you know, I know... The lyrics, the melodies, and the ad-libs to all of Beyonce's unreleased tracks. That's the kind of stand Damn. that I am. If you don't know how to sing Stop Sign, if you don't know New Shoes Now, if you don't know Creole, I actually have a friend who wrote Creole. If you don't know um, uh, 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 Black Culture by Beyonce, if you don't know um, 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 Rock, Chop. Okay. if you don't know, um, uh, what's the other one? Come on, come on. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm getting the spirit. What's the one that she did? Uh, Back Up. If you don't know... Um, Oh my God! There's some, there's some poison. That's the what I was on the album. Um, last one, my favorite one, um, "Forever to Bleed." Don't come to me and tell me you're a stan, okay? Stay out of my face. You, you there like could be different song. degrees of standing. No, 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 no. Okay, no, fine. No, no, no. No, I'm not gonna argue with you yeah, besides we're out of time. Yeah, you're not. You're not a. You know, no. You can be a fan, but mm-hmm. a stan. You hear the timbre oh, in my voice. Okay. It's a difference. Yeah. Okay. So you keep your you keep your your lemonade liking and your self titled album liking, <laughs> and also if you come to me and you tell me that I am Sasha Fierce is your favorite album, then you are no longer you cannot be a stand. Child, okay. It. All right, I'm done. Let's got done. Thank you. You got me all hot. Talk about Beyonce. Yeah. Besides, we gotta get here. I call my mama. She just you tried do. to Facetime okay, me. Okay. Um. Uh. What do you got coming up next? This is coming out a long time from now. <laughs> Nothing at the moment. I'll let you know. Um. So. Stay in touch with us. Keep talking to us. You know, we have projects coming up here, there, and everywhere. There we are. What does you, your dance union have? Um, my dance union has a hub to, to hear about um, or stay abreast of political issues and opportunities to go to hearings and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I love that. Because along with that, when we show up, my dance union has T-shirts um, that are black and have white lettering on it, similar to Got Milk. But they ask, like, got funding for the arts. Um, and mm. they are basically the dance union uh, apparel. Yeah, that's my dance union. Apparel. My dance union has that same apparel, but with color. But we can talk about that later. That's a that's a. But I'm only using the white thing branding. because it's it's, it's to, for the lettering to look like got milk. So when people get closer, they're like, ah, got funny for the art to see. I see. What so then we'll also have color options. As well, we can do like a red shirt. Okay, we're done. We're done. Um, thank you for listening to another episode of the Dance Union Podcast. You yes. can listen to us on Apple Music or that's it's not Apple Music. It's Apple Podcast and iTunes as well as Spotify, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and other different um, podcast streaming devices and services. Um, you can follow us on Instagram as well as Facebook at the Dance Union, and you can email us as Melanie mentioned earlier in the episode at the Dance Union Podcast at gmail.com. Please share us with us any ideas, questions, thoughts, concerns that you may have with us. We love them, we love them, we love them. You can also drop shit in our DM as well. Don't drop shit, but drop things mm-hmm. into our DM. I feel like we're gonna get a bunch of shit emojis. I'm not <laughs> into our uh, DMs as well. Um, all right, that's it. Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. We're going to do a five today. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, okay. What if we did a, um, a, three, a three seven? What does uh, that mean? Uh, 
Like one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two. I want to do a one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, That's one, three, two. Four. But I said one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, one, two, one, two, three. What's that? Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my rhythm, and then you're gonna say that we're out. Can we do that? Can we try it? Thanks. <laughs> what? I had a whole idea, and you just came in and was like, "Fuck what you're doing. Let's do what I want to do." That's fine, 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 fine. This go ahead, is do good. It. No, do yours. No, do, nope, yours. do yours. You you're it. right. You I did, did that. Both. I did that. <laughs> I did do that, and I apologize. I was like, I just, oh, "Okay." One, two, three, four, five. We're, we're out. out. We're out. Don't keep. <laughs> what is with you? <laughs> Bye, y'all. No. <laughs>